This week on Talking Back, if I'm me and you're me, then who are you? Talking Back. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we talk about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me in studio again this week is part-time co-host, Dean. Dean, how are you doing? Fantastic. You're always doing fantastic. I'm always fantastic. Why is that? Because I love all the content we get to talk about. That's a good point. We're we talk about, about one of my favorite things today. Yeah? yeah? Movies. Movies. Well, yes, and specifically one of my favorite movies. Okay, great. We have a special guest with us today. This is our first time returning guest host. The one, the only, Dave Evans. Hey. Hey, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. Glad to be back. Really excited. We really enjoyed your company during the Annihilation episode. Yeah. And we're very happy to have you back for this. Looking forward to it. You're looking at me very intently right now. <laughs> First returning guest. That's huge. It's, that's a big deal. That's, that's a big step for yeah, this podcast. It is, yeah. yeah. And I, I, I'm so glad you bring me back for the easy ones. <laughs> that's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah we, always, Another... <laughs> we always drag in Dave when it's just the movie that doesn't make sense. Right. It's a bit of a thinker here this week. Yeah. Um, very, maybe strange. Very strange. Very eerie. Eerie, creepy. Yeah. There's no bear this time. There is no bear. That's a good thing, right? That's true. Well... But there's... Yeah. Oh, there's something else. There's something else. There is, yeah. So what we're doing this week is we're talking about the movie Enemy. I hadn't even heard of this movie. I'm a big fan of the director, but hadn't heard of this one. Now, Dean, you recommended this one to me. Yes. Who is the director, Tim? The director is Denis Villeneuve. Tim's been practicing the name, so I got him to say it. That Um, is the only time I'm going to say it? Okay, like we... Like to do on Talking Back, we're going to give him an abbreviated name so that we don't have to say that again and potentially butcher it. Right. Okay? Denny. Denny? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So the first time I ever saw a film by Denny was Arrival. Saw it in theaters and it blew me away. So I went, like I do sometimes, I went onto Amazon and I looked up every movie that he had done before and I ordered them. Wow. And Well, not not all of them, but all that oh, I could get, get my hands, hands on. on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. How many was that? That included Enemy, Prisoners, and Sicario at that time. Okay. Those, those are the ones before Arrival. So he had what? Maybe three before that? Three others? Others before that. Yeah. yeah exactly. Roughly. Yeah. And so I couldn't, I couldn't get my hands on the ones before Enemy, um, but I ordered all those and I just decided I was going to watch those all because I liked what this guy was doing. And uh, yeah, that's how I found Enemy. And when I stuck it in and watched it, it kind of blew me away. Yeah, it blew me away too. And then, Dave, you watched this for the podcast. We Yes, I did. We kind of recommended it to you. You just watched it very recently. I watched it Thursday. Um, that was my first viewing. Um, fan of Denny's films as well. Um, so it wasn't a hard sell Yeah. when you, uh, when you approached me with the, uh, the film Enemy. Uh, so I watched it Thursday night. And I wanted to give my brain some time to sleep on it because a lot happens. A lot gets processed in your sleep. Yes. I revisited this morning, watched it again, and uh, yeah, made some notes. Looking yeah. Looking forward to it. Great. So you've seen it twice. I've seen it twice. Dean, you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah, I might be on 
maybe six now. Okay. Um, it, it's just one of those where I think I might have watched it the next day. Like after the first time I watched it, I might have thrown it in the next day. And then I had a couple friends over one at a time and had to show it to them. So watched it those times right. and then revisited it a couple times for this podcast. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess let's do a bit of background then. So this movie was released on March 14th, 2014. The budget for this movie is unknown. Hmm. Now, the reason I think it's unknown is because this movie did really poorly at the box office. Okay. So I don't even think they wanted to share how much they spent because I'm pretty sure they lost money. Which so is you're... really surprising. Like, this movie is so good. Definitely. What were you going to say, though? Are... I was going yeah. to say you didn't dig any deeper and figure out what that budget was. I tried. Okay. I tried. There was no nowhere to go. Because there was a previous podcast where you sold your soul to the devil to figure out what I the did. I dug real deep was. on that yeah. one. Yeah. No, no I soul left. I couldn't this find time. this one. Yeah, okay. no, I lost my soul last <laughs> right. time. So I had no like bargaining chip. Right. So <laughs> makes sense. I'm here soulless, okay. looking for background information on this with nothing to nothing to okay, give. Okay, fair. Nothing to give to the devil. So no, I didn't find anything. But it grossed 3.4 million worldwide. It's low. Very low. But here, listen to this. Guess how many theaters it opened to? 400. Dave? 100. One. What? It opened it. closer. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are both over, though, so you lose. Um, yeah, it, it opened to one theater and made 16 grand on its opening day. Okay. So that's pretty good, isn't it? Well, one least, theater, yeah. 16 grand? It's not bad. It's some of the movies we've been covering so far have been a little bit better. I mean, I would be happy if I made a movie and released it in the theater and made 16 grand. Right, but one theater, 16 grand, that's a lot of people coming through the door. I guess so. I don't know what they're charging yeah. for tickets. but It, it, it must have been in Toronto. Um, maybe, not. maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's just what makes sense. But So, its final weekend, though, it opened to 120 theaters and made 124,000. So, this movie was gaining traction. So, it opens in one theater... Then it slowly builds and builds and builds, and finally opens to 120 at 124,000. It's not hmm. like terrible numbers, not great. But I think this one was like, it was a slow burn, right? It needed a bit more time yeah. to get get traction. I don't know. Maybe the marketing budget wasn't there. Who knows? I was very surprised though that it just made 3.4. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, and that's worldwide. Yeah, it's been a big star since he was a teenager. Yeah, a yeah, shocking. Yeah. So the movie's based on a novel called The Double by Jose Saramago. As we mentioned, directed by Denis. And uh, you had mentioned already Arrival that he's done. Uh, probably best known for Arrival and Blade Runner 2049. Mm-hmm. Great but film. Is it? Yeah, excellent film. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be talking about it one day. Maybe. He has a solid library of films. So those movies that you've brought up, I've seen some of them. I haven't seen... I haven't seen Prisoners. Dave, I know you saw Prisoners. Yes. How yeah. do you feel about Prisoners? Well, I'm trying to recall it. I was so focused on Enemy. Um, I do <laughs> we don't need any hot takes or anything. Okay. But, yeah. All right. So you're not going to... I'm not going to give a synopsis. Thank you. No, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. No, you're good. Yeah. Just say like... Just did, like a yay you like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just yay. lift your hand <laughs> right. up with a thumbs up or thumbs down. If you can hear me, it's a thumbs up right now. <laughs> it's a now. thumbs Actually, up. We have a thumbs can, up. There we go. Okay. I would also give it a thumbs up. You heard it here first, everybody. Two thumbs up for Prisoners. So the movie is starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I love him as an actor, but I really don't like him when I see him in interviews. He's like a real, seems like a real goofy, kind of weird guy. 
I guess Why does I'm, that bother you? I don't know. <laughs> I just, I guess I'm being judgy here, but whenever, like, I don't, I can't stand him in interviews. Like, it's like the type of thing where I have to turn him off because I'm so annoyed by him. But then on screen, I get the opposite effect. He's so, like, enthralling and captivating and, like, such a good actor. It's just, it's a weird thing. Huh. I just wanted to bring it up because I don't yeah. really understand it. You know, some people, you just, like, you can't listen to them talk. That's how a lot of the people who tune into our podcast probably feel about us. Right. right. I guess that means he's <laughs> a good actor. One-time listeners. For you, right? Uh, yeah, you, no, he's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't like him in, in interviews, yes. but you like him on screen. Yes, this is kudos to his acting because, yeah. yeah. It's quite demystifying how we build up in our minds the uh, the person that we assume that they are yeah. based on the roles that they play. Yeah. And then when we actually see them or listen to them, it's... It's almost like the the myth has been expelled and yeah, right. yeah. disappointed. It's right. true. Yeah, interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Having a, a little bit of a career in acting, being um, more relatable to Anthony of the the two characters, mm-hmm. uh, getting the um, the third rate roles. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I've had the great opportunity to meet many actors, and uh, um, I've been very let down on multiple occasions. So this is uh, old school for me. Okay, interesting. <laughs> okay, so this this is old news for Dave. It's good to have an actor in the studio for this. Yeah, it this is. Podcast, it's nice. I think. Yeah. yeah. But please don't tell anyone. Okay? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just keep that quiet. Yeah, but we'll keep that. I'll edit that out. Yeah. That for, where he's For saying. a movie that uh, I think, I, I mean, it, it, it's really good for the ideas and concepts behind it, but I think why it really works is Jake Gyllenhaal in this movie and his acting. Agreed. Agreed. It's cool to have an actor in the room for that. So we have... Melanie Laurent playing Mary. We have Sarah Gadon as Helen and Isabella Rossellini as mother. Mother. The nameless mother. Right. <laughs> mother of two or one? Uh, whoa. Settle down. Dean. Tim, mother settle of down, two or one? Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Okay. Okay. But let's, let's get into the, like, I've got something written down here for music, but all I have is that it's super duper eerie and creepy. Right. I really dig it. Sets a tone right off the bat. I really (laughs) dig it. I think you forgot dreary. (laughs) Dreary, yeah. yeah, Dreary would be in there, yeah. So I didn't didn't really dig into anything there. That's how I feel. The music, music, like, straight on fits. 100%. 100% fits this movie. If you are not watching the movie and you're just listening to the music, you would think, like, there's definitely a super creepy eerie scene going on and then you'll just like look at the tv and it's just an air conditioner in the window yeah like the the score definitely sets the tone for the movie yeah a lot of things if you pull that if you like strip that away in this movie i think a lot of things are kind of regular things but the way the music portrays that scene is just makes it very creepy i think the music and the cinematography and the settings really keep this movie creepy yeah and Keep you on edge. Yeah. Throughout the whole movie. Imagine if you were just creeping someone on Facebook, but it was like to this score. <laughs> It'd be like you're going to murder I'm going to try that. <laughs> right? I'm going to try that. So I'm about ready to get right into the story unless there's anything else you guys want to say. I'm um, ready. I'm, I'm open to hear anything. Ready for the story? Tell me about your day, okay. your week. I'm good to go. Good. Good to go? Yeah. Okay. So this movie starts out a bit weird. <clears throat> when you lent this to me, Dean, I was like... Right. What is what is Dean got me watching here? What are, what are we in store for? How did he recommend this? You're like, I, I got a really good movie for you, wink, wink. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So After hours. That's right, yeah. Make sure no one's at home when you're watching this. <laughs> so we start off with um, uh, a cool, powerful, 
and most importantly, clean looking Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. He's walking in some type of underground club and he sits down and then watches some sort of weird live sex show. Mm -hmm. The next scene, we see Jake Gyllenhaal again, but he's looking a bit different here. Uh, We learn here that his name is Adam, Adam Bell. He doesn't have that clean, like sophisticated look going on. He's looking more. Not as debonair. Yeah. He's looking. Disheveled. Exactly. Downtrodden. um, Greasy. Looks a bit depressed. Like a professor. Like a professor, Mm. which he is. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like the brown suit, like the classic 80s, like professor brown suit. I didn't see arm patches, but I would imagine. True. Probably. I don't don't know if I didn't see that. I'll I'll watch for that maybe in the third rewatch. Arm patches. Yeah. That's usually when I look for arm right, patches. Right, yeah, it's the third. Elbow yeah. patches is the third one. I've had I've watched the third time. They're not there. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you already you already know that. Yeah, they're not there. Wow. Yeah. You were looking for them? I was yeah, yeah. I was looking for the arm patches. Yeah. Sure. So, so I'm thinking he's looking this way yeah. just because he's, you know, he had a real rocking night the night before. Probably right. hung over, not feeling so good, Makes partied sense. a little bit too hard. Makes sense. No. Right? We've all been there. Yes. You know, you come home you stay a little bit late at the sex party, come home. You know, you've had too many beverages. Yes, I, I know about it. Yeah, I know about it. <laughs> you guys aren't with me here. No, I'm, with, on, you. I'm with you. I'm gonna get in trouble unless you guys play along. <laughs> right, right. Sex like, dungeons, right? Yeah, I'm sex dungeons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not the only one. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, uh, Tim. How do you want to proceed with this talking about this story? Because I feel like we've missed ten things already. Well, do you um, want to just give an overview and then we dig into things? But no, I think okay. I think the best way to do it then is. Interrupt me, stop okay. me, and say what you want to say. Because okay. what I've got here is a bit of a higher level overview, just to make this a little bit more conversational. So right. I, I don't want to go through all the scenes. That's not going to do, just like Annihilation, that's not going to do this movie any justice. So, you know, just stop me. So okay. it sounds like you have 11 things to say <laughs> right now. 10. 10? Ten. Ten, 10 things to say. How many things do you have to say, Dave, so far that you've been holding back on? Oh, maybe... Two or three. Okay, I, you know, I'm much more yeah. casual about this. Okay, okay, Dean. Maybe not get into eleven things, but so. I, but don't. Type... How about no spoilers quite yet? Okay, sure. Don't jump too far ahead. Then this continue. Is... Then okay. Continue okay. On. See, look, I know you too well. <laughs> Dean wants to. Cut... I feel like this is annihilation all over again, where I just want to talk yeah. about like what the the meat and potatoes is yeah. of this, and you just want yeah. to tell us all the yeah. story. We're 17 minutes in, and this is right around the time where Dean wants to tell the the final scene of the movie. I was about to go right to the end. Yeah, yeah. we'll just hold off a little bit because okay. I, maybe I'll get to it. Okay, sounds good. Perhaps I'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Just give me a chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> continue. Continue. Okay. Continue. All right, Dave, did you want to... So, sex show? Yeah, so, sex sex dungeon show. Sex dungeon show, yes. Yeah. Okay, so, Adam is living in... uh, He's got, like, a dingy apartment, Mm -hmm. right? It kind of suits his character. Yeah. He's got a good-looking girlfriend, though. Mm -hmm. Very nice-looking, blonde girlfriend that he... That he doesn't need to talk to. Yeah. They, yeah. He doesn't need to talk to her. I don't think they talk very much. Well, he's, like... He seems to be having some problems. He's in a rut. He's he's in a rut. Yeah, Yeah. he's, he's down. He's down. He's not feeling up. He's not... Not in a good mood. And can you blame him, though? Because he appears to be living one of the most boring ex- existences that you can imagine, right? We, we, we touched on it. He's this university yeah, professor. Say... He kind of grinding away in the day. He's he's doing his lectures. He's right. not into it, right? Just doing the same material over and over again. Yeah. Does Doesn't the, seem to have any social life. Does the lecture, comes home, empty apartment. His girlfriend comes home. They barely talk. Then they have sex. Then the movie 
plays this basically same scene a couple times over. Just to grain it in your head that this is the rut. This is happening over and over. Hmm. Yeah. It's interesting you say rut. Um, definitely, I think he's uh, he acknowledges that something is missing and he's searching for it. I think that um, his choice in life to become a professor, studying history, is perhaps his search for an answer, which he um, unwittingly stumbles upon in, in short order. I like the introduction, how it's... Uh, about um, oppression, dictatorship, that's what he's teaching, or that's what it, you know, I mean, he's a history right. professor, <clears throat> right. and how that parallels to his life going home to have this not real relationship, but it is rewarded with sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the bread and circuses that right. I think he's referring to that the dictatorships allow for the people to keep them controlled. Right. Okay. So... He's trying to find any, you know, amount of joy. And he's, uh, I guess he's in the lunchroom or something with uh, another guy. That's a great scene. It is a great scene, yeah. Because yeah, this other guy is like, he, uh, does he ask him if he's seen any good movies lately? He's just trying to make like I think he says, do you like movies? Oh, yeah. That might something, be how he leads it out. something yeah. weird. Yeah. And then, random. Yeah. Something random, yeah. So when uh, when Adam kind of calls him on, he's like, oh, I don't know, what should I watch? And that guy like doesn't even have an answer for him. He's like, he's silent. Yeah. No, he's just making this idle conversation. Uh, but he does think about it for a little bit and throws a movie out there. It's a local movie, he says, called Where There's a Will, There's a Way. That's true. It sounds It sounds so terrible, right? It sounds so terrible. But he decides to watch the movie, gives it a shot, and he watches the whole film. And then he shuts it off, goes to bed. But he has a dream that night that he was in the movie. So the next day... He fires. Well, that night. That. Three in the morning that night. Oh, he woke yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. Right, right in the middle of the night. Out of the dream. Goes straight. Okay. To his computer. It, it's at this point in the movie. Like nothing has really happened yet, but I'm extremely creeped out. Oh yeah. At this point. Like just my seat. the way that they're progressing this story. I'm on, I'm just on edge. I don't know what's going to happen. So he starts to watch the movie again, but he kind of fast forwards to the scene where he thought it was him in it. He isn't it. it is, why why it is wouldn't it. he notice this when he was watching it? Because it's well, it's a character in the background. I didn't. I don't. Sorry. It, it, go. Go ahead, Dave. Well, perhaps when he watched it on the initial view, it wasn't him, and that's why it didn't stand out as something he caught. Ah, it was perhaps. only in his sleep that he envisioned himself or saw that in his dream, and then when he entered that film for a second time, perhaps he was in a different place. Mm-hmm. than where he was before he went to sleep. Yeah, mm. could be. So I guess he's a bit creeped out like he would be, right? If you saw yourself in a film and you're like, well, I have no recollection of doing that. Right. So... But if I saw someone who looked like, I mean, he's got he's got a beard and in the film he doesn't. Mm-hmm. So if I saw someone that looked a lot like me, I would be intrigued and interested. Well, let's go... And say not a lot like him, but exactly like him. Sure, take the beard away, but it looks exactly like him. Yes. So I'd be intrigued. Okay. I'd be creeped out. Okay. Dave? Which way are you swaying? Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'd be creeped out. Okay. <laughs> the creep outs win. <laughs> the creep outs have it. But I okay. would probably, yeah, do the same thing he did. Exactly. Find oh, out who, you know, definitely. Yeah. yeah, do the same thing. So he, uh, he, he, what does he do? He searches online for the movie. 
or no, he just goes to the end of the movie credits, gets the guy's, the actor's name, mm-hmm. and then searches for that online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets, he gets a number of people that were in the film as bellhops. Right. And he searches them all, and a couple of them are no good, but then when he gets to the third or fourth one, yeah. he sees okay, a well, who, Trivia question for you. What was the first name he wrote down? Oh, I don't know. No, no idea. Come on, guys. No idea. What was it? I think it was Fraser Ash. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know either? Well, yeah, maybe I do. Do you want to share it with us? I think it's Fraser Ash. Oh, okay. Okay. Who's Fraser Ash? Does that signify something Fraser to you? Fraser Ash. I'll say that again. Uh, it was just the first name he wrote down, and then okay. of the three names, it was just okay. sort of a, a it may have had pointless trivia question. I oh, okay. okay, nice. Okay. And I feel like I've soaked up a bunch of pointless information, like the alarm clock said three three thirteen in the morning, or the in the classroom on the wall it said occupancy two hundred nine, I believe. Really? So that's the kind of stuff that I oh, recognize. Oh, interesting. And so my interpretation is where I'm probably going to completely fail. No, I like where you're going. I like this. Tim, you're Dave's done. Dave's, teach leading us... the lo- Dave's leading the podcast. Dave's going to teach us a couple things I, here. I, I do have a theory, but... Uh, uh, I think we all have theories. We all have theories, yes. Let's get yeah. through Let's the story. Let's get through this story so we can get to the theory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, he searches this guy's name online, finds the picture that looks like him. Now, I, I really like this this part. It's just a little subtle thing. But in the picture, the guy's smiling. So he goes to the mirror and smiles to see if that's what he would look like smiling. Interesting. Yeah, it's really neat. I like like he that. doesn't know if it's quite him because he yeah. doesn't smile. Right. So I just, I just thought that was a nice little touch. He decides he's now going to try to track this guy down. Right. So he mm-hmm. from from online he gets to this guy's profile and it takes him to, an, is it a talent, talent like a talent agency. agency? Yeah. So he goes to this talent agency and he goes in. Right. And they mistake him for this other guy, right? Yeah. And he's kind of like, he's playing, I mean, he's playing it like you'd you'd play it. He's just kind of walking in, like trying to see maybe what's going to happen, how far he can get. And they like say, hello, Mr. Claire, I guess, or this other guy, this other guy's named Anthony Claire. So they, you know, mistake him, give him an envelope. Yeah. Kind of takes the envelope and gets out of there. He says, I'm here for the thing for the acting job. And he goes, and they go, oh, let's see, what do we got here? Oh, yeah, here's an envelope. And he, great, that's what I was looking for. That's fantastic. I didn't, I don't remember even hearing that. That's so good. I was probably so creeped out at the time. I was like, right, right. I don't know. That's, that's really good. So on the envelope, there's an address. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't, he doesn't open the envelope, right? Yeah. Well, he, he does, right, but at, this, not in... at this point, he doesn't open it. He opens. There's, oh, oh, there's a bigger there's an envelope. envelope inside an envelope. Envelope yeah. inside an envelope. Yeah. So he gets an address. Now, does he also get a phone number off of that? No, he calls like 411 to figure out the phone number. Okay. So he says, I have the name in the ad, like he says. Okay. Anthony Claire at this address. Gotcha. Okay. So he goes, he goes to the address though. He does go there. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes to a pay phone outside. Yep. And calls up. Mm-hmm. What happens? A woman answers the phone and thinks that he is Anthony. That's right. So he's kind of just asking like, you know, like, hello? Kind of like, he's trying to just figure out what's going on. And this other person is like, thinks that it's Anthony screwing with her. Screwing with her, yeah. Right? And then it kind of just, the call kind of just ends abruptly, like in a weird way. But then he calls back, right? Calls back later in the evening. Okay. From his home phone now okay and this time he gets the guy the guy answers right yeah so anthony the guy answers yeah and uh yeah exactly anthony answers 
do they do they have a conversation at that point, or does Anthony yeah. is Anthony just like don't ever call this number again or something like that? No, they they, they yeah they have a conversation. Then um, Adam's kind of uh, overzealous. Yeah, overzealous. He's very excited. He's very they excited. Sounds that... so similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then Anthony hangs up and he calls him back immediately and he says, sorry for being so overzealous, yeah. but like... We look exactly we look, the same. We look exactly the same. We sound exactly the same. I think we should meet. Then we cut to Anthony for the first time. Inside, yeah. Anthony, we're in the condo with Anthony. In his bathroom. Yeah. Saying, never call here again. Right. And they look exactly the same. Of course. They look exactly the same. But this is the guy who we saw in that first shot at that underground sex show. This guy carries himself a lot different than Adam. He's confident. He's confident. So that's what we're, at at this point in my watching of the movie, the body language this is, tells this us is this, this other is guy. the guy. From you're the certainly led to believe. Yes, yeah. Yeah, you're led to believe. Dave is furious right now. He wants to get something out. No, I don't. No, no. I can let you say it. Let's go on. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, that's. I think to 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 explore that part of the film at this point would be um, very premature because yeah. it could it yeah. would throw off the timeline and what we're trying to achieve. So please continue. With yeah, you. I think. Yeah. Let's get to the end. We got Going lots of here, things to talk about. I know I told you at the start when you asked how do we want to do this. Yeah. I said, interrupt me when you have something to say. But I think... We can't do that. That's not going to work for this. I think we do just have to go through... And yeah. I do just have kind of a shorter synopsis for this. Yeah. But we need to go through this and then talk about these points we want to talk exactly. to. Because we have, I think to, so too. we have to get the story out for this before we... If we say some things here, we're going to ruin the movie. Yeah. So... All right. So we'll keep going then. So Anthony inside his condo. With his pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. Helen, yeah. Helen. Also a very attractive, blonde-haired woman. Mm-hmm. I think we can say at this point, there's an interesting parallel that's going on. Yes. Between their lives, they have... Be- well, between... Yes, between their lives, but also their partners. Yeah. yeah. Their partners look very similar. So Helen questions uh, Anthony about who was on the phone. She basically says that he's had a history with cheating and she thinks that this other guy on the phone is like a boyfriend or husband for someone that he has uh cheated on with the, with the girlfriend yeah and at first she says like it, you know it's or, a jealous is jealous it, guy calling yeah it well first she thinks like maybe it's maybe it's a woman yeah. like are you are you seeing her again yeah. and then he has a great moment where he just yells it was a man yeah and then she thinks, well, yeah, but that could be the partner of somebody yeah. who is also jealous and angry at you. But he gets very angry. Yeah. He screams at her and like she's kind of scared, you know, at that yeah. point. He, and he, then... he's sort of uh, immediately defensive. Yeah. Overly. Of a phone call. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, from then a he, fan. He takes off. As, as he says. Yeah. He says he needs some air and just and leaves. But he heads out and he calls Adam back and says that he actually does want to meet. Right. right. Uh, yeah. He, well, he eventually calls Adam back. So before that, he does a little Googling of his own of Adam okay. and finds his number um, and finds his, he finds him on sort of the university that or college that he works at. He finds his name on there. Yeah. Um, to which his wife, Helen, also wakes up in the middle of the night, finds the number or yeah. finds the name out of his pocket and also does her own Googling. Yeah. And uh, finds that name as well. Yeah, I like Helen. Uh, I like mm-hmm. Helen's character in this yeah. movie. She's she's like Great. a bit of a detective, and she's Great. picking up on stuff. I, yeah. It's good. I feel like she's almost a viewer with us, and she's kind of mm-hmm. 
picking out the story as we are. That's neat. Yeah, maybe some more, like, we don't need to get into it, but some more useless trivia. When Helen Googles and when Anthony Googles, there's different results. Okay. There, when Adam, when, when she goes through the list of all the professors, um, there's a few different on her list than there is on Anthony's list. Interesting. Wow. On, Anthony's, was, was, on Anthony's list, there's a name twice. Was Fraser Ash one of the names? I don't think so. Was Denny Villeneuve one of the names? <laughs> nope. There was one name we just that, call him Denny here, Dave. There was one name Denny, that was Denny. on there twice. Sorry, man. There was one name on there twice, and when Helen did it, that name was gone and replaced with the name Sam Singleton. Well, what do you think that meant? No idea. But okay. Singleton's an interesting last name. Okay. All right. You heard it here. You heard it here, everybody. <laughs> I just wanted. I just wanted off the ante. This is why. Trivia. This is why the listeners tune in right here for these nuggets. Continue. Okay. So Helen, like her, a bit of a detective. She goes to track Adam down at the university, right? Adam yeah. is sitting. This kind of sets up a real this is, neat moment in the film. This is the moment. This is the moment in the film. Yeah. So we don't, we clearly as, as an audience don't know what's going on here. We don't know if these two guys are different people. We don't know if something else is going on, but we're a little bit lost. Okay, so they look exactly alike. They do. That's they what we sound know. exactly alike. They sound alike exactly too. alike. I mean, they're obviously both played by Jake Gyllenhaal. That so. helps them to yeah. look alike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can can we maybe at this point say that potentially they are exactly alike? Potentially they are exactly alike. Let's yes. say it. Yes. Like DNA as well. Potentially yes. they're the same person. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Sure. Okay. I think I we like, can, let's get that out. Then let's also <laughs> potentially say something else. Potentially. Adam could be, uh, this could all be in his mind, right? Potentially he could be making this up or could be having like, you know, he could have a mental illness or something. I mean, if, it's, yeah, it's if they're the too. same person, then yes. Well, yeah. that'd be such a letdown for the audience. Yeah. Well, 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 what is it? <laughs> I guess not. I don't know. It's okay. all a dream. Okay. So <laughs> Helen tracks down Adam at the university. Yeah. Okay. Now Adam is sitting outside on a bench. Helen goes and sits at a bench near him so and and adam has just received the call from anthony that they that anthony would like to meet okay so adam is the happiest we have ever seen him in this movie yeah he's in a good mood he's in a great mood so helen sits down and we're watching and we're kind of thinking like the same that she's thinking like is he going to recognize her like is this this other guy dressed up as a professor living another life or what's going on here and then Adam like makes conversation with her, just kind of like idle conversation you would make with a stranger, I guess. And they chat for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up, has to go to class, and he starts walking. And <coughs> Helen immediately picks up her phone to call Anthony. Mm-hmm. Right? She wants to see what's going to happen. What's going here. on. What's going to yeah. happen. So Adam's walking, and she's quickly trying to dial the number. And it rings. And then the second that Anthony picks up, Adam is just off screen. He just walks past a, a wall and we hear It's clearly the voice. Anthony. Anthony clearly Anthony up. that picks up says like, hey babe, what's up? It's or his whatever, voice. Yeah. It's his like upbeat, yeah, yeah his, the way he talks. So yeah. Exactly. So we don't we don't know. Like it's just like you're waiting in that moment. Like what's yeah. is he gonna is Adam gonna pick this phone up? Like what's gonna happen? We gotta see here and we don't get anything. We just get more like you you don't know what's going on yet. I like that scene a lot. Oh, it's it's great. That's at the point where I'm just like, 
shaking my fist and be like, ah, movie, you got yeah, me. Yeah, you got me. You yeah. got me again. I, yeah. I was so afraid it was going to become one of those films where so close and yet so far. Yes. He walks outside, yeah. goes around the corner, she looks, misses him, she looks another way, he walks by. Right. They, they, you know, they just brush by each other, but they never make... I was, I was so happy that it wasn't going to become one of those. Yeah. Where yep. we're they just did that one time. To come together. They did that one time. They pulled it off great. Yeah. And then they moved on. The editing was fantastic. It in was. That scene. They didn't have to do too many cuts. No. You know, he walked out and then she's already looking at him. They cut to her to a, like a tight on her face. And it was, it, her eyes told the whole story. Yeah. And it was yeah. mesmerizing. I really loved that moment mm-hmm. and how it was captured. Yeah, yeah, it was. And I think her eyes told the whole story is a, a real key in the whole movie. Her reactions to how, what thing, what's going on, um, I think is, is a real key. Well, in, in is what Tim said, you know, she becomes the eyes of the audience at that point. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, she gets really bent out of shape here because yeah. she's she... way more disturbed than just seeing someone that looks like her husband. Yeah. Cause she, she thinks it seems that she thinks Anthony knows what's going on. Yeah at least knows what's going on. Maybe is not, is not, maybe Adam and Anthony are not the same person, but she thinks Anthony's keeping something from her. So she's, she's pissed at that. Yeah. And she would she, be. She has, she has a scene where she mm, says, I, very I, close afterwards. Very close you. afterwards. She says, I visited that man who's been calling you at his work. Yeah. He looks exactly like you. Yeah. And Anthony says, what, what do you mean? Exactly like me. Yeah. And she says, I think, you know, Right. Which is a weird thing to say. Yeah. If you just ran into someone who looks like your husband, right? Mm-hmm. She says, I think you know what's going on. And she was very disturbed by this. Yeah. Yeah, she was. As you would be. Like, it's a very bizarre situation. But you, I don't know if you would just be crying on the couch saying, I think you know what's going on. Right? That would be that would be sort of an overreaction to just seeing somebody who looks like your husband. I don't know. Well, with with his history mm-hmm. and that phone call and the way he's behaving, I can see it. I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's more. I, I of buy. An, I buy it. I think it's more of an interesting thing that someone looks exactly like you. You'd be more like, I visited that guy. He looks exactly like you. You should go see him mm-hmm. instead of just like I think you know what's going on. Like she, yeah. he hasn't met him. He hasn't met Adam. Yeah, no, I hear. I hear your side of it. But he's also an actor, so she's used mm. to being well, living with someone who uh, makes a profession of deceiving other people into believing that they are not who they are. Yeah. So probably throughout their entire relationship, there's been a lot that's going on, and she's only seen, maybe only scratched the surface mm. by catching him in that one act. Right. So therefore, anytime there's uh, new information, something that doesn't seem quite right. She's going to automatically be suspicious. Mm-hmm. I would think. Right. He so, hangs out at the sex dungeon. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't say it would be too far of a stretch in terms of maybe one of my theories, which perhaps we'll get to later. We absolutely Dave, will get think... to one of your theories later. I promise you. Thank you. Tim. I so... <laughs> really appreciate that. Um, I just, I, I don't think it'd be too far of a stretch though, since we're talking about it um, for, him to have had some kind of knowledge of another self. Wait, there's one thing I forgot to mention that we haven't talked about, but is important. Um, the filter that's going on. Mm. So this movie is very yellow and black. True. Yes. Right? Abnormally yellow and black. Yes. So that plays a part of this movie. So I just wanted to get it out there because we haven't talked about that yet. We probably should have said at the beginning, like it's got this weird yellow hue to it, which I think helps with the kind of like the, the mood. 
very definitely very dark. Lots of like the blacks are black, mm-hmm. and then the lights are kind of yellow. Well, it's very right. dystopian in terms yeah. of its look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so Anthony agrees to meet Adam. Mm-hmm. Right? They have, sure. they have a phone conversation, I believe, and they agree they agree to meet. Yeah. So they go to this dingy hotel. Nope. Sorry, continue. Go, well, what, what is it? If, if you're, gonna be is another, it about the ending? There's going to be another one of those points that we're just going to talk about it's later. It's going to become a segue. Yeah, it's going to become a segue. Yeah. Okay. Adam gets there first, and then there's a knock at the door. All right. So tell me we're not all just on the edge of our seat here with what's going to happen. Yes. I don't know if this is going to be housekeeping. I don't know if this is going to be, like, he's going to go to the door and there's no one there. Yes. I don't know if a guy who looks just like him is going to walk in, but I am so tense and so into this moment. And how long does the camera just hold on his face where we don't get that shot of who's in the doorway? Yeah. Long enough to make it feel like forever. Yeah. Heart is pounding. So he goes to the door. I don't even think he goes to the no, door. I think the door opens. The door opens. Yeah. And it is Anthony, mm-hmm. this other character who looks just like him. So we have them together for the first time in the same room and they're, they're identical. They're dressed differently, but they're identical. But and they're both dealing with the situation very differently. They are. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about that? Just that Anthony is his uh, classic confident self. He's into it. He's excited. He's into it. Yeah. He's into how similar they look, where Adam is scared. Adam yes. has shaky hands. Adam has a frog in his throat. He can barely talk. He's, he's very freaked out by the situation. Yes. Um, or like he, he was the one that was very interested in that meeting. So maybe he's just very excited by the situation. I think at this point, it's fair to say that the two characters are diametrically opposed. Yeah. Um, whereas you have Adam that is humble, considerate. You have, um, Anthony that, uh, well, in the spirit of being an actor, is vain, seeks gratification. So when the two meet each other, not only are they dress very differently, mm-hmm. but uh, yes, the reaction is um, the opposite of, e- of each yeah. other. So, yeah. yeah. This is a very distinctive yellow and black moment. You've got Adam sitting on the bed and the sunlight is coming through the window on him and he's very yellow. Mm-hmm. You have Anthony standing up kind of in the shadows Wearing black leather, black leather outfit, he's very black. Mm-hmm. That has meaning right. in this. Yeah. And they switch positions where, whereas when Anthony entered the room and Adam was by the window, the scene ends with Anthony by the window and Adam leaving where Anthony right. came in. Right. Because right. so yeah, Adam a, gets freaked out, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's why he leaves. But there's this constant dual nature yeah. going on. It's not only in the characters but visually there's lots of dual relationships uh, visually with the um with architecture or with the art that's on the walls you name it but yeah. i don't want to segue too much but a, a good point of how they switch in that scene of where they started the scene mm-hmm. that's a good point Adam freaks out when Anthony is like, he's so into it. And he's like, starts to lift his shirt up. And he's like, do you have this scar on your back right here? Do you have this scar? And then, yeah, it gets too real for Adam and he takes off. He doesn't answer. He no, just, he just runs away. Leaves. Yeah. Oh, oh, but in that scene, before he leaves, he gives um, Anthony that letter that he had. He says, he does, I, I went yeah. to this place and I got, I got this, they gave me this letter by accident, but, but here it is. It's still unopened, right? Anthony, still obviously intrigued about all this, decides to track Adam down. Right and follows him to his apartment and sees him walking with his girlfriend Mary. Mm-hmm. 
And then he starts to follow Mary around mm-hmm. a little bit, right? Like as a, a total fucking creep. Oh, yeah. Like he's, it's, it's pretty unsettling. Like he's like For sure. following her a bit in his motorcycle. He's got a black motorcycle. He's wearing black leather. He's got his black helmet on. And then he gets on a train. I think he follows her on a train. Streetcar, yeah. Streetcar? Yeah. Okay. Very, it's very weird. Very creepy. And then Adam, he goes to see his mother. Adam is questioning whether he has a brother, a twin brother, right? Seems natural, right? You go to your question your mother like this. Yeah, he tells. It just seems like a natural. Like if, if there's a person out there who looks just like me, maybe I have a twin brother, right? Let's go talk to mom about it. And she's like, kind of like, that's crazy. You know, what are you talking about? And she's like, she she tells him to stop being a third-rate movie actor. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, she also passes him blueberries, which so, he hates. So that's weird. Yeah. Right. So what does that say? Uh, that's weird. His his mother basically his tells mother, him that he is Anthony. <laughs> his yeah, his mother Anthony's the actor, not Adam. Yeah. But his mother is calling Adam a third rate actor. Yeah. It would almost imply that there is another mother out there that Oh, never mind. Go ahead. Oh, <laughs> leave it right leave it right there. It no would way. almost imply that he's crossed over into a different world maybe a parallel of some type and he doesn't realize he's done that and he's actually talking to anthony's mother in that world Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because in the beginning we hear that voice message from his mother i mean adam's mother before this whole thing starts and she's concerned about his well-being and why he essentially lives in that dump yes and then when he talks to his mother in this part of the movie she says you know shouldn't be a third-rate actor you, yeah. got great you got a apartment. great apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he woke up, going back to that that point, when he woke up and he watched the movie again and he saw himself, something very hmm, interesting happened. Something very interesting happened. Yeah. And mm-hmm. perhaps he wasn't in Kansas anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Aha. Tim, get through your story. Already. Okay, I want to talk Dean, about this. stop, stop talking about that, or I will purposefully <laughs> take longer. I will take longer and longer. Right. I'm going to start from the beginning. We might need to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anthony goes to see Adam, and he accuses him of having sex with his wife. This is kind of funny because before he goes, he's like practicing it in the mirror, yep. right, to like make himself look like really angry when he's doing it. Oh my god, that embarrasses me so much. Yeah. You know how many times I've run scenes looking in the mirror, which is the absolute worst oh, yeah. thing you should be doing. <laughs> yeah, it worked for him, though. He nailed it. And that's why he gets third-rate roles. That's right. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair you enough. can be really good-looking, but if you're a shitty actor, you're still going to not do Fair it. enough. Yeah. So, but, you, but you know what? When he confronts Adam and he says, you slept with my wife, Adam can't answer him. Yeah. He can't say no. He doesn't say no. He doesn't really say no, but yeah, Anthony's like really in his face and he he almost doesn't give him a chance to say no, but at the same time, yeah, Adam would be like, no, he should have been like, no, I didn't do that. So Anthony basically says that Anthony's going to have sex with Mary, his girlfriend. Okay. Then they'll be even. Yeah. And then Anthony will disappear forever. Anthony will disappear (laughs) forever. Makes logical sense. (laughs) Does it? Yes. Yeah, it makes complete sense that someone would say that, right? So then they make it look like this swap actually happens. Yeah. Anthony goes to Adam's place and Adam goes to Anthony's place. Yeah. So Adam goes into Anthony's condo and it's like, 
this feels weird. You guys feel weird here that this Adam guy is going into Anthony's mm-hmm. condo now? Mm-hmm. I thought it, I felt actually it was weird, but it was also liberating. Was yeah. it? Oddly enough, I was I felt like it was I mean, he was he was happy when he initially found out that there was another Anthony and then he retracts. And then when he goes to the place where Helen lives, to, to Anthony's home, it's liberating in the sense that he's fulfilling it seems like he's he's fulfilling something that's going to give him the answer that he's been seeking his whole life. Okay. And I like that he gets in there and he's not just super focused on who Anthony is anymore. He's not looking for like pictures. He's not looking like he finds some pictures, but he's not looking for those, right? He's not looking for uh, birth certificates or anything like that. He gets in and he's just like, I need to find some clothes so I can be Anthony. I need to, I need to be him now instead of very interested in who he is. Yeah. Did you guys notice here when he said he goes to change, <clears throat> he goes into the bedroom to change, goes to the closet. He takes off his white shirt and black pants, folds them neatly, puts them on the top shelf like they belong there. And then out of the closet, he pulls out a new white shirt and black pants. Mm. He puts the exact same outfit on. Mm. I didn't notice that. Very weird. Um, so Anthony's wife comes home, Helen. Mm-hmm. I need to call her Anthony's wife. She's not an object. She's, She's herself. She's Helen. Helen. Helen comes home and Adam says, says hi when she comes in, but he's like doing this deeper voice. He's like sli- he a is. slightly, he's a, a slightly kind of subtle, deeper, like mm, hi, yeah. which is, it's, it's, it's very funny because we've already like established. They have the exact same voice. Yeah. You don't need to make your voice <laughs> right. any deeper, right? You don't need to disguise it. She already couldn't tell the difference. That's when right. You called. Yeah. But I mean, now she might be able <laughs> but to. But he's like, you're... what does a continent man sound yeah. like? Hi. I like it. The movie has like subtle things like that, that are really oh, that's, smart that's and, and kind of funny. Like, subtle things like that. Th- yeah. This movie's not. At no point are you like laughing out loud in this movie because there's no jokes like that, but there's subtle things put in there that can make you laugh and it, it kind of keeps it a little bit light at points. It's, it's nice. So, you know what? It's at this point too that I'm really respecting Jake Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal's acting here mm-hmm. because he's playing these two completely different characters and they're both 100% believable for what they are. Right, and he he's playing opposite people, and he is clearly these two different people. He like, is. You can tell when one is on screen. Yes, who it is. They have posture. Yeah. Like one guy slouches, one guy's you know not smiling. The other guy's upright, you know, bold and powerful. It's really, really excellent. It's fantastic. Yeah. So Helen, who we've kind of established is a bit of a detective and kind of um, on the level, they're they're talking a little bit. Helen and Adam, and she, I think she starts to pick up that this isn't Anthony, that this is this other Adam character. Because he comes to her and he asks her if she needs anything and if there's anything he can get her. And then she says, no. And he says, oh, well, because, you know, like you're pregnant. And so I thought right, I could maybe he's help caring. you out. He's yeah. considerate. Yeah. He's different. Exactly. Yeah. In the certain intro to talk over you there, I didn't mean to. Um, in the scenes prior, the opportunities that we had to hear him, you know, the daily discourse that they have, it, he was like, where are the blueberries? I told you, I, I wanted you to get blueberries, you know, P- could you, could you please, you know? Yeah, and he's in for a smoothie. Yeah. And, and it was the organic kind. Do you think I should cut my beard? Right. It's all about him. It's all about him. Yeah. And yeah. And, and she's pregnant. Fir- right? yeah. He should be, should be caring for her. And right? the first thing when she comes in, Adam, 
wants to know if she needs anything. Yeah. If you can help her out at all because you had a long day, you were maybe you're at the pool, maybe you need something. Yeah. I think she knows when he walks into the bedroom. Yeah. There's that moment where she looks at him before she says, "Could you come? To, why don't you just come to bed?" Yeah. I think it's clearly pretty clear yep. at that point yep. that she knows, she knows and she's willing to to entertain the moment to see yeah. where it goes. Mm-hmm. Well, she likes this guy better than the other guy. It would certainly appear that way. Yeah, and, that way. And, well, she she invites him to bed and, and asks him how his day mm-hmm. at school was. Yeah. She's trying to trying to trap him, right? Yeah. But he doesn't uh, he doesn't answer. I noticed at this point, Adam, the scenes of Adam are looking less yellow than they had previously been. Now the yellow is casting heavier on Anthony. <clears throat> um, I did notice, since we you made that point, I did notice that there were color shifts throughout the film. Um, leaving Adam's place to go to Anthony's place. There's, there's even a weather change. Um, also, I mean, this movie predominantly is rectilinear in terms of the architecture. I did notice that it does go curvilinear, meaning what it sounds like when they go to Anthony's place. There's those okay. almost sci-fi buildings okay, that didn't don't actually, that. actually exist. Okay. So there, it be, so there's um, there's oh, diametrically yeah, yeah. opposing forces constantly working against each other or with each other, and so certainly it would make sense as as how the. Um, <clears throat> I would hope you edit this certain things that I say here because I'm I'm sort of losing my. Uh, my thought pattern from time to time. So well, we're keeping cut it. At, cut it at keeping, some point. Tim does that. We're keeping. This we're keeping this <laughs> he now. Just lets it all flow. Anytime okay, someone says, okay, edit it stupid. Out, like... Time for break. No, you have to edit that out. Yeah, we have to take that out. We'll probably have to cut a couple minutes out. For now. Anyway, figure you'll figure out a cutting point. But so I will basically say, you don't want that in there. I will say there's um, I guess there's a, a duplicitous nature both in character, but there's a duplicates are constantly going on and competing with each other, and both with the um, the exposure of how it was filmed combined with the um, uh, the architecture, it's a give and take. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry about that. I was kind of. Are we done the story yet, Tim? Nope. We're not done. People want to hear the story. My brain is just firing right now. So, during the sex, the having of the sex with Anthony and Mary, she breaks it off because she notices that he's got a tanned, like a tanned spot where he has like a wedding ring was supposed to be on, right? So his fingers tanned, wedding rings off, and it's not as tanned. Mm I could have said that more gracefully. You did. But I didn't. I apologize. Did. So she, she freaks out. She's like, you're married, right? You're married. She's she's learning that her boyfriend is married. But right. She says, who are you? Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. I don't know why that she didn't notice that before. Why she would just notice it now. Maybe we can talk about that in a little bit. Well, I mean, for the same matter, why? Oh, actually, that's interesting. I was going to say, why didn't Helen recognize that he wasn't wearing a wedding ring? But, but he was supposed to be with her, right? Oh, why didn't Helen notice that Adam wasn't yeah. there? But she knows. But she she's knows. onto it. So that's, yeah. 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 Right. She's all pissed off. They're in a huff. And they're on their way back wherever they're They were at some hotel or yeah. like out of the city or f- well, somewhere else. They were at that hotel where presumably where the meeting happened. Anthony takes all his the women that he has sex with as well as where he took, of course, Adam to. That's, Perfect. That's his, his den. His, that's his, yeah, his den. Okay. So on their way back, they're kind of arguing in the car. They get into a car accident. 
and they're dead, presumably dead. Sure. It's a pretty bad accident. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a pretty bad accident. They're, they're, I just there's there's no way they could have survived no. that. Okay. And then they zoom in on the car, and what do we see? Spider web. 100%. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, well, we haven't know. talked about spider yet, but you will. <laughs> so, we're just about done here, but listen to this. Do you know what happens now? What? There's no more tint to the world. Ah. The movie is colored normally. Cool. Right. All the tint is gone. Cool. Adam is in the nice condo. Okay. His life is better. He's yeah. dressed normally in yeah. Anthony's clothes. Uh, he puts on one of Anthony's suits, looks in the pocket, finds the letter from before. Right. Decides to open it. Mm-hmm. He's Anthony now, I guess. Right. Well, let's open the mail. His mail now. Opens up the mail and there's a key inside to the Unica sex show. How does he know what that key's for? He doesn't. Oh, okay. But he thinks he has plans that evening. Yeah? Yeah, he says, hey, Helen, what are you doing? I think I have to go out. What are you doing tonight? I think I got plans. I think I got to go out this evening. How does he know what that key's for? Yeah. And he goes. I guess the doorman talked to him Mm -hmm. about keys switching. He goes. He's been feeling his way throughout the whole process by letting... Um, things happen to him Very true. and availing himself to the possibilities that come with that. Very true. So he decides to go to the sex show. Right? Yes. He goes. <clears throat> and he goes in. Yeah, go ahead. But before the sex show, there's a quite a significant scene where... Oh, does it happen before the sex show? There, it happens I guess before so. the sex <laughs> show. There is no sex show at the end of the movie there is no sex show at the end of the movie no that's jumping back to the first part yes sorry yes i'm so the end of the movie is essentially where everything goes all kafka yes correct okay so the end of the movie is he's he's in the apartment he's opened the letter he's got the key and he just walks into a room he kind of follows she doesn't answer helen doesn't answer to do you have plans tonight i think i have to do something so he walks into the room. he follows her into the room and on the wall of this room is a full wall-sized tarantula. Mm-hmm. That's a serious fucking tarantula. Mm-hmm. Wall-sized. It's like prehistoric tarantula. It's huge, fucking huge. Yeah. And what is the look on Adam's face? He's fine. Relieved. Relieved. I thought it was more like, here we go again. Okay. Mm, okay. I think well, let's, I look he was it, a- let's look at it from the, the perspective of the spider. What is the look on the spider's face? The spider is afraid. Right. Yeah. So yeah, the, the spider kind of reacts and goes pulls back, pulls back into more of a, like a little bit of a defensive uh, yeah. a posture. And he's not afraid of a giant spider in his bedroom. But the movie ends right here. It ends. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. <clears throat> we are done. Dean. Yes. I'm done the story, all right? Okay. All right. <laughs> okay, back to the beginning. What's the first scene? <laughs> the first scene. This is this is what's so good. So I actually to... do want to go right back to the first scene cuz I think we do. May I? Yeah. And that's interesting because this whole, I mean, there's... There's it, some sort of loop, possible there's, there's loop, a loop going yeah, on here. It's, it's, it's a continuous chain. There's many references made to infinity in this film. Yes. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So what what I what I picked up the second time is that this, this character of Anthony, when he's at the sex show, when he's watching the sex show, okay, he's the posture of Adam. He is pulled back in his chair. He's kind of looking through his hands or his fingers. 
right? Like mm-hmm. he doesn't know if he should belong there. He doesn't know what he, it's like. He's seeing this for the first time. He looks. He looks like a guy who hasn't been there before and walked into something that he is unsure of. Yeah, the first time watching the movie, you make it. They make it seem like it's this Anthony guy for sure, right? But when you rewatch it, you see how uncomfortable he is and the posture and all that, and it's different. So yeah, so. What's so go ahead, go ahead. What's the movie about? I know you got lots of things to say, Dean. What's the movie about? Yeah. Um. Well, I would say that's a good question. That's a loaded question. Okay. I so think it's about a few things. Let's just get the first thing out there. Um, Anthony and Adam are the same person. Yes, I, I would agree with that. We're all good on that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So what's going on? Why are there two of them? And why do they have scenes together? And why do they have two separate lives? I think that's where the interesting conversation comes in. I think they come together because I, this, to me, this film was about a correction. It was about getting Adam back to where he was supposed to be. I don't think that Anthony should have had that life. I think that Anthony was meant to live in the dingy apartment as an actor would. I don't think that... Anthony should have been with Helen, this beautiful, lovely, considerate person. I think that's the natural fit for Adam. I think that she represents fertility. I mean, she's obviously, she's pregnant, so Mm -hmm. that's, um, the, someone jump in. I'm losing my train of thought here. Spiders. Dean? So there's three, there's three mentions of spiders in this movie. Well, I guess four. You guys mentioned the spider web in the car, which I didn't catch. But there might be more. Go, go more? there, yeah. Okay. Well, the the obvious ones are at the very beginning in the uh-huh. sex dungeon. Yeah. Uh, a small spider is a small tarantula is stepped on, or about to be stepped on, by one of those sex show workers. Then about halfway through the movie, Adam is walking. No, he has a dream of passing a woman in a hall, possibly at that sex dungeon. And she has the head of a tarantula. Right. A dream that both Adam and Anthony awake from. Okay. At the same time. Then at the end, we have now a full-size tarantula in the room. So there's one other time after he speaks to his mother, there is a giant spider walking the streets of Toronto. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. That's right. let's not forget that... When he is moving throughout the city, when he's on a streetcar, there's constant reference to spider webs being the power lines that are in the shape of a spider web that the streetcars rely on to move, to get from point A to point B. Very true. Very true. There's this constant imagery of spiders um, throughout the movie, and obviously there's something there. Do you want to know what I think it is? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think it is... Adams or Anthony, whatever, we don't really know, okay, what we've decided on, where we're landing on with, with what's going on, but it's, let's say Adam, it's his growing discontent throughout the movie and lack of respect for women. Mm-hmm. That's what I think I, it is. I agree. I think it always has to do with women, but I feel like it's, it's like the spider web, like being caught in the web because it even comes after he talks to his mom, right? So it's, it's this feeling that he's always maybe maybe even this dictatorship thing that mm-hmm. he talked about at the beginning. He's always 
he, he's always being told what to do by women and women are always like not allowing him to do what he wants to do he's caught yeah. in their web mm-hmm. and also spiders are very like scary thing kind of to just see yeah. you kind of jump back so i think it's it's a fear and a uh and, and being stuck and being ruled over almost yeah i think it's a, a physical representation of the element of control he mm. he talks about um dictatorships and a spider you know they um they create a web to trap their prey to keep them in control um to kill them but also symbolically a spider's web can refer to weaving one's own destiny so there's a, a dual nature with spiders as well i think that uh when watching this film i couldn't help but feel that it was more so just uh, an element, uh, uh, some kind of thematic device. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when I saw the spider walking over the city, I think that was almost like, uh, not the spider's last stand, but trying to maintain its dominance mm-hmm. over something that was slipping. Okay, can I read something? Yes. This is a quote from Denis Perfect. about the use of the tarantula in the film. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we mentioned that this was based on a book already so he says to be honest with you it's not in the book it's not in the novel i'm not sure if sarah mago would have been happy with the idea of having something like that which is so surrealistic in its naturalistic environment that he created in the novel it's an image that i found that was pretty hypnotic and profound a way to express something about femininity that i was looking to express in one image because in the book you can use chapters to express something but in cinema you have one shot and the spider was exactly the perfect image. There are movies that I saw in my life that propose images that were not explained, but were provocative, that were opening doors from a subconscious point of view. Images that are frightening and oppressive, but at the same time, you feel the image. It imprints itself in your brain, but you feel uncomfortable with it. But there's a strong meaning to it, and I think that if you think just a little bit, you will find it quite quickly. Right. Well, that's easy for him to say. I did not find it quite quickly. I mean, I still don't even know but if I... But think, I think you did find it quite quickly because you're just... Like, in that last scene, you have to jump a little bit, right? You have to be afraid a little bit. And I think it's maybe all about that moment when Adam wants to go out for the evening and he comes into the room. Maybe at that moment, Helen's saying, no, don't go out tonight, or something. Yeah. And he's feeling... And now I'm under the control. But we yeah. don't know. We we also we, don't know. we also don't we also don't know if he like I think he might even go out that night. I think he might go I to think, that sex show I again. He, I think it's a loop going on. I think some he sort does. Of... He does. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think that so... is him. I think I think that first scene is the last scene. Yeah. I think I actually think the whole movie is a bunch of scenes out of order. Hmm. That's I interesting. Think, I think that first. Uh, that first line that comes like that first quote from the book that comes on the screen that chaos is order yet deciphered means that this movie is a bunch of stuff that needs to be deciphered. Right. I think that actually this accident, I I think that maybe Anthony with uh, Mary in the hotel room is actually the first time Anthony cheats and he's remembering that as Adam. Yeah. When he's Adam and he, when, when that cheating's happening, Adam wakes out, up out of bed and he's rubbing his head and he's walking into the room and sitting on the couch and they keep cutting back to Anthony having this affair. And I think he's remembering what he's done. And that's when he says to Helen, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that this happened. I think this is just 
the movie is a bunch so, of... So then the same thing could be said for when Adam has sex at the end of the movie with with Helen. I mean, could the baby actually be Adam's? Yes. Yes. Yes, for sure. See, I took the spider at the ending as now he's truly in control of his own fate. And the spider, this oppressive force, is now scared of him. Yeah. Oh, And yeah, then yeah. as we jump to the beginning, which is the actual ending, yeah. when she's stepping on the spider, yeah. I think to me, I took that as the spider's death. Like exactly. The spider I agree is, with that. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's, he's being controlled by the spider at the end. I think he is the one in control. Right. Even though is, it doesn't quite look that way. <clears throat> which is why I viewed this whole movie as um, a correction that will continually replay. Yeah. So he wasn't supposed to be in the situation he was, but in the end or the beginning, he he finds his way back to yeah the right place. Like, it's interesting, yeah. There's no doubt this this movie's a mind fuck. There's no way to say this is exactly what's happening. Yeah, that's right. I think a lot of, or at least I think at least some of the movie happens within Adam slash Anthony's head. That's right. I wonder if Mary. Uh, even exists i wonder if she exists past mm-hmm. that final scene because mm. that final scene i think okay. like i've said is the first time i think anthony cheated right and then i think maybe the other times that mary is in the movie could be just adam anthony remembering or projecting her project or like life could be like this if i if i didn't mess that up if i if i stayed with her i could have this apartment i could i don't know you know, just going back, I, I think this movie is quite profound because it, it actually tricked you. Not just looking back at what you said when when you were, when we were talking me. about the ending. I, I thought the beginning then, happened once again at the ending. Mm-hmm. But, it, but, it, but didn't. it didn't. No. Yeah. I was so, just so in my mind ready to go back to that beginning because it kind of completes the circle, right? It does. It completed it in my head. Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, we should talk about the names. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, I, so as I said, I think this movie to me is more about a correction, but really what I saw and before I, you know, even started exploring the names of the characters to me, it reminded me of one of those reminded me of the story of Genesis because what happens when you eat fruit from the tree of knowledge? I like, Mm. I, I saw parallels to brave new world, 1984 Mm. Fahrenheit, Four five one. Um, to me, it's like once you have that that clarity, that understanding of what is outside, or once you're asking those questions and you get a taste of what is outside this 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 dome that that everyone else is in, and you were up until that moment, you can't go back. And so from there, I mean that 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 moment where Adam has that dream. I mean, he's asking the fundamental questions. I mean, he's a history professor. The only way to really understand where we're going to go is to learn where we came by, by examining where we came from. And, um, I think that that inciting moment when he sees himself was when he took a bite from the fruit, from the tree of knowledge. I mean, his name being Adam, of course, I think is, uh, to me was, so what's his bite out of the, uh, out of the apple in this movie? When Adam, the whole time we right from the beginning, Adam is there's something missing in his life. He's asking fundamental questions and he's not getting any answers. When he goes and steps outside his comfort zone to watch a saying. movie, okay. unwittingly he opens the door right. to getting an understanding of something that's outside of the world he's always known that perhaps gives him that sense of some sort of a beginning of an answer. Yeah. And at that point, he 
it, it, it it's it, it, it um it's beyond him right and the story it can't go backwards yeah like he can't go back to this person that he was yeah so and and if i take that dave and push it a bit further where he's still even after he watches that movie he's still very curious and very curious of who anthony is and and how they are similar until that moment where they actually meet in the hotel room and then he realizes that they have the same scar and then he is not into it at all anymore he is totally freaked out that could be also a moment where he bites the apple and he says oh no i know too much now yeah Right. I'm out. Like, this is too scary. That's when he leaves the hotel. Room. That's when I think it's it becomes official. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Uh, let's just... Like, I'm sure we all have some parts of the movie that we, we noticed that the other people may not have noticed. I don't know how many there will be, but <clears throat> were there any weird so, things that you guys saw? I've seen this movie six or seven times, and the one thing I picked up this time... That I, I think, like we obviously know that these two people are the same pe- the same person, and there's. I don't think can, we. Can I actually? I don't think st- we. I don't think. It, I I think. If you break down the body chemistry, their DNA, they are the same person. But to say they're same, they're the same person means they have the same personality. They have the same. They are different the, people, I, I but the same, the same body. The same body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I think it's one body, maybe yeah two personalities or. Two of the same body in two different worlds, right? Okay, so what? So sure. some things that some things that pop up though that I I'm not sure that jives with is the sunglasses that Adam wears, the mm-hmm. sunglasses that he finds, the infinity symbol yes. on them, and he wears them throughout the first half of the movie. Then we have a scene where Anthony is sitting and Helen is sleeping on the couch, and Anthony is just thinking about. Mary, he's thinking about the day he stalked Mary, and he's just sitting in his chair, and those sunglasses are on his table. Those those infinity sunglasses are sitting right beside him on his table in between the couch and his chair, and Adam has not been in that apartment before. He's not been in that apartment yet. And those are the same sunglasses that Adam's been wearing the whole movie. Okay. And that's a point where I'm thinking, this is one body. This is one person. Hmm. Sort of that, and go all the way back to... This movie sort of being out of order, and that car that car accident, that cheating being the first thing that happens, maybe he survives that car accident. Maybe that's how he got the scar. Maybe he's that's a little it, bit maybe he's a little yeah. bit different after yeah, yeah, that yeah. accident. Maybe could he gets be. a brain injury after that accident. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But. Yeah, you know that I mean absolutely could be something. I took the um, see see the thing about the spider web is it controls, it confines, it keeps mm-hmm. you a prep, it keeps yeah. you, it's, it's, it represents the, the t- dictatorship that I think he alludes to at the beginning of the movie. That's how I viewed it. And when I saw, when the car hits that column, and to me, certainly both the characters would be dead, and it's upside down, and they zoom in, and you see a spider web on the window. To me, I took that as a closing of a door, and at the same time, the colors, colors changed. Mm-hmm. So to me, it was like there was the door, it opened, when he woke up and viewed the movie and saw himself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the door closed when when Anthony and Mary died. That's how I took it. And the spider web was sort of a stamp, I think, to me. <laughs> this is this is really um how do I say Right. So if it if it was a different like sort of dimension thing, that's where that's where it closed and now Adam is with Helen and everything is right. And that's the way it yeah. should have been all along. Right, yeah. 
I, I like that. I, I like that a lot. Different dimension idea because that, that's not something that I had considered. I considered a few different ideas for what could be going on. Yeah. That's not one that I considered, so I like it for that. I don't think that that's for me. That's not what's going on. Um, Come to the dark side. And I don't think I can. <laughs> but for, so so one thing that always trips me up though, with anything any any sort of take that I think of is that voicemail from his mom at the beginning that says. I saw your apartment. How can you live like that? And then he goes and visits his mom and she says, you live, you have a great apartment. You, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's a question which, for you. Yeah. Why, why is her name mother in this movie? She's the only character that doesn't actually have a name. Isabella yeah. Rossellini is quite motherly. Um, one of my roles as an actor, well, actually <clears throat> as an extra, which that's, I call actor. That's because, still acting. Of course, you know, of course you know, still let's, acting. let's be honest here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you get paid for it? Um, yeah, yeah actor. I got, I got, actor. Actor. Yeah. I got lunch. Yeah. Actor. I, I, I had, actor. I had a scene with Isabella Rossellini where I oh, was, it was in a great film. So awesome. She's very, very nice. Very, yeah. Very kind. Um, well, she's a very, like, she hasn't been in much uh, recently, but recently? she was a very, very Blue Velvet. famous. Oh, can we do Blue Velvet? What a sure. Film. Sure. <laughs> sure. What are you guys doing after this? Blue Velvet. My impersonation of Dennis Hopper on Nitrous. <laughs> Let's oh, hear no. it. Let's hear it. Oh, no. Let's hear it now. Let's not wait. Don't make the listeners wait. Uh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think your wife is downstairs and so is mine. I don't know if it's a good idea. Okay, okay. They can't hear us. Uh, so, just, uh, I'm just trying to, like, unpack this all in my head because I, I really like Dave's take. and I'm. I'm having <clears throat> such a hard time wrapping my head around all this with all of our, our thoughts on it, so... But I'm having fun. But sorry to interrupt you. So there. just just one more thing that sticks out where I think it's one body, um, is that Anthony calls Adam and says that he's okay to meet. He wants to meet, and he says, "Do you know where this hotel is?" Adam says, "No," and Anthony says, "Okay, I'll call you back with the details." The next thing we see is Adam just going to that hotel. We've seen everything in this movie between the two. Why do we miss the scene where Anthony calls him and show, tells him the directions? Be, I don't think that would be necessary. Um, but why would the store, the but store why wouldn't he just tell him the direction? Why would he say, I'll call you later with the directions? Well, maybe maybe he did call him later, but it didn't. it wasn't a pivotal point in the story to drive it forward, so they cut it because... I. Uh, uh, yes, I, 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 I would realize that they wouldn't want to, they don't need to put that scene where he calls might, him, but then why wouldn't he give the directions while they're on the phone? Because maybe it just wasn't important. Yeah. It, could have been, it could have been superfluous information that at the time didn't drive the scene forward. Right. Maybe they did have it. Maybe you're right. Right. Maybe they maybe, had maybe, it and maybe it's cut. Maybe yeah. you're totally right and I'm completely well, off. But. Maybe to support you a little bit, when Anthony comes to the hotel room door, how does he just open it? Like yeah. hotel room doors typically yeah. lock from right. They just, just, they just he just opens the door. He opens That's the door true, himself, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, sure, this could have been a hotel that you have to lock it from the inside yeah. by yourself. But typically, hotels that I go to, the door locks automatically. Yeah. No, I'm with I'm with you though, Dean. That is this is the same body. I'm uh, I'm I'm trying to get on board the interdimensional roller like coaster it. that Dave's yeah, taking I us like on, it. and I like it. Well, you know, I just wish they threw just a little piece of. There's something just, that could hint in that direction. They do so many things in this movie. Like, the small things where um, Adam gets a recommendation for a movie from someone, a, a, another professor at school, and they show the scene of him going into the video store looking for the movie, but they don't show him finding the movie. 
Yeah. They they just show him looking for it's the same movie for sure. I understand. I, I looked I looked throughout it for sure that it is the movie that guy recommended. Yeah. But at first when I'm watching it, I was like, did he even find the movie or did he just pick the movie that he's in? Did he just sure? Like, but but it's just those things to keep you on your toes, right? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. Just speaking of movies, I thought the titles were all mm. like well, where there's a will, there's a way. To me, that's a through line. Um. He wanted. He was searching for an answer, and he. He found it. Um, and that's how I think in some ways, the, the what was that line at the beginning about um, chaos? Could you say the verbatim? Chaos is order yet deciphered. So for me, the process of Adam uh, getting to where he ends up with Helen was the process of deciphering and his life was chaos at the beginning. That's how I took that. Okay, um, yeah. Just going back to the titles of the movies. Call me later, later with an eight. Mm-hmm. The infinity symbol comes back oh, again. Nice, of course. And I also like the. Uh, what is Call Me Later? What is that? That's the. That's another film with. Uh, that Daniel's in. Anthony. Well, oh, Daniel. Okay. Daniel Sinclair. Right, Daniel Sinclair. <clears throat> yeah. The alias of Anthony Clair. Okay. Um, I also noticed Passenger Without a Ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me implied maybe was a, a reference to Adams state where he was at um in terms of how he got to the ending uh he never everything he did was sort of without getting permission yeah which could which could also be another personality in your head a passenger without a ticket right maybe yeah yeah totally quite literally though there's a scene where anthony on the streetcar when he starts to follow totally when he starts to follow mary and I've seen people do this when I lived in Toronto. When I rode the streetcar, people would come in the back door as people are getting off without it paying for the ticket. Yeah. Or without having a ticket. Mm, good digging, Dave. Maybe. I don't know. You know I'm no, I like it. I like it. I think it all, it all means something. I noticed at the scenes of him being a teacher on the blackboard, it starts off and he's got real important information up on the board about chaos and order. And he's got... The word chaos and the word order somewhere on the board, but he's got other words and arrows pointing to other words. He's he's created some sort of a mind map mm-hmm. for yeah. himself to teach to the students. I noticed the next time we saw him in the classroom, half of the words had changed to chaos and order. Mm-hmm. And then at a final scene, all that's on the board is chaos, chaos and, and order. order and arrows Pointing to chaos, order, chaos, order, chaos, all over the chalkboard. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there was another word. What was it dialect analysis? I'm not sure what that means, but that was written on there as well. I, mm. so I don't really know. I think that just um, kind of parallels his his descent into this this journey that he's going into. It's like he's he's. I think at some point everything is normal and makes sense to him, and he he continues to go deeper and deeper into whatever he's going into and it becomes more and more chaotic. But now that I'm saying it, I wonder if it's actually becoming more simplified or specific for him. Maybe the chaos and order is when the board is full of other stuff. Mm. And maybe he's finally at his best when it is only chaos and order, when he's only down to two elements. Right. I don't know. I'm confusing myself now, I think. I know. Can we go back to the story? Yeah, go back to the rear from the top. Let's just just read a bit bit more of the story. All right, well, is there anything else you guys want to 
There's Throw in there? A million other things. Yeah, there, there is. Like, okay, well, let's let's do it. Can I? Who's got what? Go yeah, ahead, Dave. This, this may mean nothing. It may mean everything. Yeah. But um, I did look this up, and the spider numerology equates the spider is a symbol for affinity. Great. Hmm. Because the spider has eight legs. The spider mm. or the body's shaped like an eight. Oh, yeah. And if you cut a spider in half, you have a body and four legs times two, which I think in some way might relate to... Adam and Anthony. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Which may mean nothing. I just, you know, I'm I don't know. I think it means everything. That might be a little too much. It means everything. It means something. Yeah. I don't know if we know what it means, but I think it means something. I feel like we're now, now we're just all over the place throwing things throwing things out, but... Well, we've been doing that ever since. Right I know, right? Because we're trying to decipher... They're trying to decipher this movie. But I think an interesting point... Um, I, I love the scene where Adam is talking to Helen where Helen goes to the school to first check out who Adam is. And I love this, the scene where they're talking and Adam asks her how many months pregnant she is. And Helen says six months, which is the exact same amount of time that he's been away from the acting, the talent agency. He hasn't been there in six months. Oh yeah, that's right. So another, another item that makes me think that things might be just some sort like some sort of jumble in here where it's like okay so six months ago something happened that made him stop acting um and maybe it was car accident well maybe she, like she was pregnant six months ago so maybe that's why he's like oh i need to get uh maybe a professor job now i don't know i really want to see this linear cut of the movie that you mentioned I think that would be really interesting. We so, don't we don't know the timelines, but yeah. you remember the movie Memento? Yeah. When they sure. released uh, the DVD of that, the mm. special edition or whatever, they you could watch a linear cut of it. Totally. I'd be really interested to see yeah. that. So I there is a linear cut of Oh yeah. Memento, uh, yeah. No, not Memento, no. but there's oh. a No, there's no, 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 not of this movie. Okay. No, I'm just saying cuz Dean brought that up. I I would like to see that. <clears> if, I tried to do it. it. I, I listed but, but, yeah. I listed every single scene. Oh my goodness, Dean. I listed every single scene. I watched it. I list, I paused I listed every single scene. And I tried to cut it myself of how it could come together, you and said, I couldn't quite do it. We just don't know all the timelines. I right? couldn't quite do it. So because well, good for the because, effort. Because I think there's scenes that happen inside somebody's mind. Yeah. And it's hard to cut those into where they happened. Yeah. If I can just say, oh well, this happened in the mind. This happened in the mind. Then I can put it together. But that doesn't seem. Uh, it doesn't seem like that's the right way to put some sort of jumbled timeline together. Okay, so I think. We're in agreement that there's some sort of a loop going on in this movie. I think that's a given because, I mean, Infinity is so is yeah. referenced so many times. Okay, I think, yeah. well, two of us are on the same page that this is one body living two different lives. And one of us is on the idea that... The same body in two different places meeting each other within the right. realm of the others. Like a dimension yes, type. Yes, two, like so two, two different, yeah. different bodies meeting from same, two different dimensions meeting, meeting in, in one dimension. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now I'm just thinking of it. I think it could have to do with, because like Anthony's infidelity is something that's brought up a couple times in this movie. Um, it could just simply have to do with a a man who has to come to the terms terms with himself that he cheated on his wife and how you are, you could be a totally different person when you're with your wife or with you, when you're off cheating, you have to sort of put out this different personality 
because you're lying to two people at the same time, right? Mary doesn't know that he's married and Helen doesn't know that he's cheating. So he's lying to everybody. Um, kind of like Dave said before, he's, he's an actor. So he's always putting it on. He's always lying to somebody and, and, and Helen doesn't believe him at any step of the way that he doesn't know who this person who looks exactly like him is. Um, it could be a man struggling in his own mind about how to get rid of one of those people, how to be just one person. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I think we could probably be talking for an hour or more just about what different scenarios are in this movie because we have, we have, we have, we have, but another hour or more. Okay. okay. But we've got that uh, other uh, blue velvet podcast to to do as well. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Cut this short. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, But I think this is one of those movies that's left open for interpretation for a reason, right? Some of the best are, in my opinion. I, I mean, you know, what Luke, kind of we, movies can we have a talk about this with, right? Yeah. It's like it's. I, I love it. It's. I think. To cut you off I think in Denny's mind, it is clear what this movie is about. Well, and yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. because he's the one who made it, right? Yeah. I think it's clear to him it, what the it, movie's it, yeah. about. But I think it is impossible to decipher exactly for us what exactly. what it is exactly, and that's how he wants it. That's how he wants it. I'm sure. Yeah. Otherwise, he'd tell us, right? He'd give us a d- distinct clue or something to, to clue you into it. Or he'd come out and say afterwards, you know? Yeah, this is not a face value movie. This yeah. is definitely something where I would think the director would want you to have your own interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there is no there is no one interpretation. I mean, I don't. did I say this before in another podcast? How does it work? There's always the, there's the initial director's interpretation. Then there's the actors. Then there's the editor's. And then there's the audiences, hmm. and that's where we're at. So what is the true interpretation when there's so many different interpretations going on? Right. right. And I think it was, I'll probably get this wrong, so listeners can correct me, but I think it was maybe C.S. Lewis who said, yeah, I've heard all these great interpretations of my books. I wish I thought of them. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> right. That's great. Well... This podcast is starting to go in loops, so I think we might bring Ooh. it bring it to a close here. But yeah, take the spider costume off. <laughs> what costume? <laughs> oh no. Um, any any thoughts? Brief thoughts about the name of the movie Enemy and how that might fit. My own worst is my only thought. Okay, I'm my own worst enemy. Yeah, Dave. I just took it as evil twin. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like that. I think like one one is the enemy, but I'm. I kind of question which one is the enemy. I, I wonder if we're looking at Adam trying to improve into something better or Anthony trying to degrade into something different. Like I think they possibly both don't enjoy their lives and want to be something different. And they've found this loop where they can both live these different lives that where they're tired of being in their own. All right. Then, there's only one more thing to do. See you next week. See ya. No, no, no. You forgot. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. What if? I know I spent a lot of time on the story, but (laughs) we got what if. What if? my goodness i mean what do i do for what if here can i take a week off of what if nope give this it is to ridiculous us. give it to us what are you supposed to do with this movie give it to us uh okay 
I got one. I got a. I got a. Oh, yeah, you got, got one? one. You got one. Do you want to throw out a what if? Yes. Okay. You're off the hook, Tim. Well, it might well, be. Well, might okay. be. I would like us all to do one. Mine, 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 we don't know. Dean, Dean mine often might not be that good. One. And like maybe we can edit this out if it's not good. What if this um, this didn't take place in Toronto? Okay, because clearly Toronto is referenced. What if it took place in? I don't know. Um, somewhere else that is completely different, like... Oh my god, I'm losing it. Okay, go back to your what if, I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I, I am going to cut that out. <laughs> I, was, I thought I was going to think of something funny. I was funny. on board, I was like, yeah, I was no, like what if it in this in, in an episode of Gilligan's Island? <laughs> Again, go back to your what if. Interesting. What if this took place in an episode of Gilligan's Island? No, too, 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 uh... Dean's coming up, so I can tell he's, trying, he's coming up wheels, with something. The wheels are turning. The wheels are spinning. <laughs> what if this was played by... Oh, well, that's that's not a bad point. We should actually... Maybe let's touch on that for just a second, okay? The other people who were considered before Jake Gyllenhaal were Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. who couldn't do it because of scheduling... Or, sorry, no, who turned it down. He turned it down because he didn't think he'd be a good fit for it. And then they approached Christian Bale, who turned it down because of scheduling conflicts. Hmm. What if either of them were in the role? For me, I agree with Javier. I don't think he would have been a great fit for that. But I really think Christian Bale could have done a good job. Now, I'm not saying he would have done better than Gyllenhaal because I don't I mean, I can't see it getting better than Gyllenhaal there. But Christian Bale would have been a real interesting choice in this role. Yeah, if you throw those three names out, I maybe put Gyllenhaal at the bottom. Because up to that time, I don't know exactly what he... I don't know if he can pull it off. After seeing him in Donnie Darko, which there are parallels, I would say, between Donnie Darko and um, Enemy. I, I would put Gyllenhaal number two. Christian Bale, I think, would be amazing in this role. And the reason why Christian Bale probably had scheduling conflict conflicts is because the movie he was working on, he's probably getting paid $50 million to do as opposed right. to this one, right. which goes back to budget, which is something I wanted to say before. If it only opened in one theater, I wonder if it wasn't meant to, I've been on films where a product was created, but it was meant to take a loss. And why would that be? I don't know. Seems like I've a bad just, idea. I've just heard of that. Okay. Maybe we can edit this out too. No, this no, we just won't. So, no, 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 no. That, that's, that's fine Stan. because this movie, I think, comes out after Prisoners. But I don't think it's made after Prisoners. I think this is one of the movies that comes out after Prisoners because Prisoners has Gyllenhaal in it, yeah. is Denny directing, and does well, I think. I think that was a well-received movie. It was well-received, So yeah. then it's one of those where you take it off the shelf but I, I, mean, I, I actually, I think, I think I know. Okay. I think I know. I think you need to prove yourself before you're going to get maybe the bigger, the better, the better movie or the bigger budget or I something like that. that. I think, that I think he was proving himself here. He's saying, look, this is what I can do. Okay. I'm not just going to give you one good movie. I'm not just going to give you two good movies or three good movies. Like everything I do is a hit. So maybe he's working his way up to that big blockbuster budget that he gets to with Arrival and then ultimately uh, Blade Runner 2049, right? Right. So, so you're saying that this was intentionally shelved? 
Um, well, no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I'm saying that maybe, like maybe the marketing budget isn't behind this because they don't want to put that money into this movie. But I think the movie comes out anyways. Like if there was a marketing budget behind this, this movie could have easily hit 60, 70 million just because that's what marketing budgets can do for a movie, right? This wasn't advertised. I don't, this wasn't advertised anywhere. I don't remember anything Never about this movie. To, right? To get funding from Telefilm, there's a bunch of uh, qualifications you must meet. And I would think that, it, that they would not allow for um, a project to be intentionally shelved that they've funded. I'm not saying it was shelved, but I'm saying, mm-hmm. I'm saying, Maybe the production company did not put marketing money into this movie because they didn't want to. They didn't think it would do well, right? But the movie gets made anyways, maybe let's say without a marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason it doesn't make money is because it doesn't have a big marketing budget because it's a very good movie. But maybe what does happen is he's able, Denis is able to show a track record of extremely intelligent successful movies that eventually get him this marketing budget because i mean i don't know about arrival i can't really i do remember seeing marketing for arrival i absolutely remember marketing for blade runner 2049 right for sure i don't know that's just i mean i don't know but that's my so aside from the the marketing thing studios will give a director um a movie that they may not think is going to make a lot of money, but has a low budget to test them out for a bigger, bigger budget film. But I'm not sure what studio did enemy. I don't think it was, right. a, I don't know if they all did the I same. I don't think it was yeah. a big budget studio, but like just a episode we did recently with the Wachowskis, they did bound before they did the matrix, which was just a movie to say, Hey, can you direct, can you direct a movie? They got bound didn't uh, make a lot of money, right? But was very well received critically. And the Matrix. So then they get the Matrix. The Matrix had a sixty million dollar budget and an additional thirty million for marketing. True. Yeah. So, but Bound did not like right. that. That is just the test. Right. That is, can you direct a movie? Right. So this argument would hold up if the same production company is yeah. behind Denise films, which, which I'm not sure might they not are, be. But, but anyways, let's get to. Doubt it. Yeah, I, I, I doubt also it. I doubt, doubt it, it as well. Yeah. So I'll probably edit all that the whole conversation out. Good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to my what if then. Okay. I ha- Which okay. is not good. I'm going to go out there, there and say go. it's not good. Can- this movie is almost what if impervious to what if. The whole movie is what if. Yes. So your what if is fine. But how do you know? You don't know my what if yet. You already said it. What did I say? Christian Bale or. Oh, Javier no, no. Bardem? That wasn't my what if. That oh. was an interesting no, that, I was just, point. That was just a side point. Yeah. Oh. We were just chatting about that. Because I had something to go off of that. Oh. Okay, well, go just, ahead. I, I just want to say I don't think like we we can agree. You didn't that, get to say a, a comment about it, so right. Go ahead. So I, I I think Jake Gyllenhaal did such a fantastic job. I couldn't imagine. <clears throat> I, I mean, Christian Bale could do a great job as well, and Harvey Bardem, you know, maybe. Um, I think Jake Gyllenhaal did great, but I think who could have done a better job? Ooh. Oh. Okay. Is who you got? Have you ever seen Orphan Black? No. No. Tatiana Maslany mm-hmm. is incredible. I've heard she that. plays a number of roles. I, I I've only watched the first season. I'm watching it right now. She oh. plays five or six different roles right really? now in that series, and it is unbelievable how great she is in in all those multiple roles. And I think she could have just like crushed this. And I, I don't know. I think she's one of the best actors that we have today. Wow. Um, which is. 
I don't know anything else she's done than Orphan Black. Huh. Anyways, cool. I, just I don't, I don't that know who that great. is. Yeah. And I didn't before I started it watching won, it. It won an Emmy, didn't it? Uh, she, yeah, she won an Emmy for one of the seasons mm-hmm. uh, that, that she did, but <clears throat> incredible. So what is your what if, Tim? All right. I'm not even going to do it. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we're not even going to do it. It's not worth it. Okay, cool. What if Tim doesn't come up with a oh, what if? Oh, yeah. What if I don't do a what if? Then we just end this episode. That's it for another episode. Thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like to drop us a line, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as TalkBackPod, or by email at TalkBackPod at gmail.com. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews will help more people find Talking Back. All right, that's it. We're done.